What's up, everybody? Jaron Spore here for a special edition of Eat Sleep Bedlam. We told you during the introduction, Landon and I told you that if something special were to happen, we will have special editions on sh- on days that we don't have a show or we're not putting out a podcast. Um, this is one of those days. Oh, you got a, a big time commitment for football. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing his name right. Dejon Terry is his name. He's a uh, big defensive tackle, 6'4", 320 pounds, 325 pounds, depending on where you where you look. He uh, played at Tennessee last year, transferred uh, from Kansas to Tennessee, uh, but he was at the University of Tennessee last year. He didn't put up huge stats, but he started seven games uh, for them last season, started nine games overall, but this is a massive, no pun intended, but a massive get for the Sooners and Coach Todd Bates, as well as Coach uh, head coach Brent Venables um, in, in shaping this defense into what he ultimately wants it to look like. Now, I've seen some people report that he has one year of eligibility left. He actually has two years of eligibility left. 2019, he redshirted at Kansas, obviously got his COVID year in 2020. So he's got two years um, two, two years left of eligibility. And from what I've read and what I've seen, this is a big loss for Tennessee. Don't act like they didn't want him. They were really going after him. Um, given up or I don't know what all they were offering or thing, but they were really trying to convince him to stay. So that just shows how big of a win it was for the Sooners. Um, apparently him and Todd Bates just clicked. They both, um, Todd Bates and him both had a, a connection with some family issues going on with Terry. Um, sounds like it might be something similar to what Todd Bates just experienced. Um, so they connected over that. Um, and um, so, so they had that connection already and that's that was uh i guess part of the reasons why he ultimately decided to come uh down to the sooner state but huge win for oklahoma i mean when you can get a defensive tackle that is built like that that's not something we've had in a long time now like i said the production's not there in terms of if you're looking at a guy that's going to be a dominant first round pick and have a 10 sacks that just came here those guys just aren't in the portal very often and and he's you know obviously not that like i just said but He's still going to be a very valuable piece, someone that now you can be more comfortable playing that three-man front. He's uh, just just looking off of um, Tennessee's page, um, of some of the things they said about him, strong interior uh, defensive lineman. We knew that, especially with that size. I mean, look at OU's defensive lineman. We don't have someone that size. OU just does not have someone that size. And, um, you know, different rumors about – Jacob Lacey, which we talked about on the last podcast. Now, we're not sure if that's what um, Zach talked about on the last podcast. We're not sure if that's what is ultimately happening. It's not really out there just yet um, what is happening with Jacob Lacey. Maybe he'll miss the season. Maybe he won't. We'll have to wait and see. But, you know, he's he, he's someone, like I said, so, from a size standpoint, OU just doesn't have. And so you can go three-man front with Jonah Lulu, with um, uh, Dejon Terry, and then throw out, you know, Bothroyd at the other defensive end and it's going to be hard to run on that kind of team. Uh, you would, you would hope and that, and that would be the hope. And then four man front, you can throw in co to go with, with um, Terry. You can also, you know, put in Jonah Lulu instead of Isaiah co and then put speed around him. And now you got, uh, you should have a decent pass rush, but he's someone that Tennessee really was um, really high on for this year and, and really saw a lot of progress towards the end of last year and thought he uh, had a bright, bright future and someone they just did not want to let go. So hopefully he'll stay two years um, and he can build um, 
you know, on that progress that he made last year. Um, and, and also if you can keep him for two years while they add in some of these freshmen that they're going after, it would be a big um, win as well. So that that's pretty much all we're going to talk about, about Dejon Terry, just a huge uh, recruiting win for the University of Oklahoma. I have some exciting things to announce real quick. Go follow our Eat Sleep Bedlam page on Spotify. The reason is, is we got a little subscription tab on that where all these special episodes are going to be going. And you're going to say, well, why would I do that if I can just get it for free on YouTube? Well, YouTube, if we do a special episode, it's just going to be a brief, here's something right here. Whereas if you go to our Spotify, we're going to have a little more extended content. So like for today, um, today's special episode, if you go to the Spotify one, you'll hear my breakdown that I just gave on Dejon Terry. But also I'm about to talk about the eight game schedule that was released by SEC. And so it will give you a little more content. It's only 99 cents. If you guys want to hit that subscribe button, um, definitely do that. Also, um, we have some exciting things coming up. We got some exciting interviews that we're going to be doing. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that more when it gets closer. Um, we, we want to wait till a couple of the big recruiting weekends get done for the university of Oklahoma to start breaking down those, but Yep, that's it uh, for this uh, this special edition. Um, again, massive get for Todd Bates and Brent Venables. Okay, like I just said, though, that was it for the YouTube version. So if you're listening to us on Spotify, real quick, um, the SEC decided that they're going to go to an eight-game schedule just for the 2024 season. There were several teams that were really um, in favor of that. None of the really the big talks were in favor of it. It's kind of frustrating. Um, OU and Texas were not in favor of the eight-game schedule, but they don't have a vote yet um, because they're not official members just yet. Um, so we got to do an eight-game schedule for the 2024 season. And one of those opponents has to be a Power 5 team. So OU's in a predicament now, you know, because originally the 2024 opponent was going to be Georgia, obviously, but then going to the SEC, don't have that on your schedule right now. They only have Tulane and Temple, I believe for the 2024 um, season. So who are you going to find? Bedlam, you know how much we would love to have Bedlam. It doesn't sound like Bedlam's going to be an option. OU would definitely be for it. OU's not as uh, much for it right now. Um, they feel like they got some games that they got scheduled that they just can't replace, which you can do it. But we'll leave it at that. They're, they're, they don't want to do it. That's fine. Um, you know, Kansas State, is that a team? Um, I believe they play... Arizona State and the rumor is Arizona State might be coming to the Big 12. Well, if that happens, then both teams will now have an an opening. So you schedule one of those. As an OU fan, don't love the Kansas State deal because we've struggled against Kansas State. Um, but ultimately, if you're going to the SEC, you got to be able to handle teams like SC, uh like Kansas State and things like that. Want to touch on the eight game schedule? I I really don't like it, and and I I just don't understand it. Um, a lot of conferences gone to the nine game SEC stick with the eight game. And so because of that, they get the cupcake game and like, you know, it's like the second to last week before the season, you get Citadel, you get all these James Madison. I just hate it, especially as a, as a football fan, because a lot of times, you know, you'll get the college football rankings. And if your team was, you know, six and you look up, and there's two SEC teams ahead of you. You're like, okay. Well, who who are they playing these last two weeks? Maybe they can get a loss, and then you look up and it's like Citadel, and then they play someone else, and it's like, wow, they're not going to lose. So we got to hope one of these other teams loses. You know, it, it's just frustrating. And 
you know, we keep hearing how the SEC is this amazing conference, and it is, and how how they are not afraid of anyone, but these schools don't want to play nine SEC teams because we want to let some of the lower SEC teams get a chance at a bowl game. Some of the ones that if they had a nine game schedule, they're probably not getting him. I don't like it. Um, not in, not a, not in favor of it. Um, another reason, if you want to do an eight game schedule, make it where two of your opponents have to be power five teams. One opponent has to be a group of five teams. If you did that, you know, you could, you could get me on board with it. Um, cause we get some really exciting out of conference games with all the schools. So that's something you can get me on board with, but right now that's not how it's, how it works. You can, you can, uh, get a one power five team, couple group of fives, throw in an FCS school and, and move on. And so I'm just not a, a big fan of that. Um, ultimately I think, um, they just need to go to the nine game schedule like everyone else has gone to, but that's, that was the big news that was announced. Um, I guess it was yesterday. Also, we found out in 13, well, I guess it's 12 days now, 13 days as of yesterday, which was Thursday, uh, June 1st, they're going to announce the schedule for 2024. So we won't have to wait much longer to actually get the schedule for Oklahoma and Texas um, to find out who each school will be playing. Um, You know, OU Texas know that that game is going to be happening. Um, Outside of that, there's been rumors of going to Gainesville. That'd be an exciting trip. So we'll see what ends up happening, but that's the end of this special episode. Like I said, all the special episodes will be short. If you um, subscribe to our Spotify, 99 cents, very cheap. Just do it, and you get more content like we just gave you, not just the Dejon Terry t- stuff, but you get this stuff as well. We'll always put in two pieces. You get one. Um, you, you get it all, whereas YouTube will only get the first half of it. So thank you guys for listening, and we have our next episode coming out Sunday. Um, it will be June 4th, uh, right after the Women's College World Series. I guess it would be what the second, third, third rounds will be done. Um, the, uh, the loser bracket games would have already happened. The winner bracket games would have happened. So, yes. So, uh, look out for that. That will be on Thursday. The regional baseball games, um, start tonight. So you will hear a little breakdown of that as well. So, uh, look forward to that. Uh, we also have some more football news that I didn't put in the special episode, but some football news, They'll also be coming out on Sunday. We'll see you guys then.